Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is Cy Sansom, and he's here to talk about his wonderful adventure book, Leon the Warrior Dog, Book One. Cy, welcome to Books on Air. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for inviting me on your show. You know, I'm always curious about things, and I'm always curious about writers and why they write and what they write and how they come up with their ideas. Leon the Warrior Dog is just a terrific book. What's the story behind that book? Every book has two stories. The the story that the reader gets when they read the book, but then there's always a way that the book came into being. So what's the story behind Leon the Warrior Dog? Well, I like dogs and I like history. And I decided to write a book about a big dog. Um, so I went on the internet and made my some research. Okay, our stations are very popular, but I wanted something bigger than an Alsatian. Then there's other bigger dogs, bigger dogs than the Antonian Shepherd Dog. But the Antonian Shepherd Dog is a unique breed. They're very fast, very strong, but they're very intelligent. Apparently, a shepherd in uh, Turkey, where that comes from, can lead the dog with his flock of sheep and go go home to bed. And the dog, the Antonian Shepherd dog, can look after that, protect that flock all the time. It knows when it called the sheep in, uh, when to move them, when to fight the wolves. So it's a unique breed. That's why I chose the Antonian Shepherd dog. I think that's fascinating. The whole idea started with the fact that you wanted to write a book about a dog. That's amazing to me, Si. I include the history bit. I like history. Let's give them an overview. Let's give our listeners an overview of the book, and then let's talk about that history, because you chose a very interesting time in history, and this has got all kinds of things woven into it. So let's give our listeners an overview of the book. Well, we start in Switzerland. Okay, in the book I tell the the, the old name, Helvetia, but I'll just make it easy, in Switzerland. Uh, it starts off with a young young lad called Beat, and that's a Swiss name or Helvetian name, so it might seem strange nowadays. But Beat is a, um, a young man who works with his dogs or looking after the sheep for his father. And every now and then they go down into the local's town, which is now called Baal, and trades all the goods and sheepskins and things. And Romans, the Romans come on their way to Europe. They come through Switzerland and they go to Baal to do trading. And there is when Beat ends up joining the Roman army. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. <laughs> no, you don't, no, you no, we don't want to spoil this. How did you choose? I think it's so interesting that you started with the dog, and then you decided to set the book 
in the third century A.D., when the Emperor Constantine has just decreed that the Roman Empire will now be Christian. How did you decide to set the story in that time? Well, I decided it because of the fact he had decided that the whole of the Roman Empire would now be a Christian empire. And if you read in the book at the beginning, Beat says, you can't make someone become part of a religion. It's a people, it's their choice. And it's a journey, although it's a journey with the army, it's also a journey with his faith. It will grow as he makes the journey. There are lots of themes, I think, that run through the book. Um, the 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 loyalty that animals or dogs in particular have to humans, the way that they protect their humans, the the relationship between the two of them. And you're right, there's a religious undertone, but this is a wonderful adventure story. How did you do your research to make the story unfold? Um, on the internet, basically. Uh, we live in this wonderful world. Years ago, <laughs> ex- explorers used to get in boats and go off to foreign countries and fight black people to find information. And now we just put our fingers in the wandering on the internet. Everything's there now, isn't it? Yeah, it is there. Exactly. Exactly. And it makes doing that kind of research so much easier. What audience were you thinking about when you wrote the book? Were you thinking about kids? Were you thinking about young adults? Who do you think your reader is for Leon, the warrior dog? When I began to write it, I never took into consideration who the readers were. Um, Yeah, I hope that the dog, which often becomes uh, quite popular nowadays, books about dogs, I hope that People who like dogs would buy the book. But I also hoped history lovers would also read. And the adventure, there's lots of adventure there. So I didn't actually set a particular target. I think that young people would enjoy this as well as an older group. I think you've done a really nice job of pulling in, because of the different kinds of themes that you've got going along in the book and in the story, I think that all levels, a big level, I mean, not young readers, not five or six-year-old kids, but a young adult reader, a teen reader, I think they would be involved in the story. I think they would like the dogs. And, you know, a, a child's parent might even take this story and use it as a, a bedtime story. And one of the things, I'm a former teacher, so when I see a book like this, I see all of the possibilities for teaching different things. I mean, you've got a different breed of dogs, so you could do some kind of research into different breeds of dogs with your students and have them write some papers about how dogs are similar and how dogs are different. You could have them look up Use Google Earth and look up the area that you've set the story in and see what the actual terrain really looks like. And you could use that as a geography lesson and then look at it. What was it like 
in the Roman days and what is it like now and who surrounds them now and how are the countries different? I mean, it, my brain just ex- is exploding. I mean, you can hear it in my voice because there are all kinds of things that you could do with a book like this. And not only could you do that as a teacher, but you could do that as a parent and you could even do that as a family. You could sit down and each of you, you know, read the book and what did you get out of it? Because I think different levels of readers will get different things out of it. I'll stop talking now. That's <laughs> when my brain explodes like that. I talk way too much. But you've done a great job with this is the point. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's the history aspect. Oh, yes. Um, as I wrote the book, um, I come across people, tribes, places who I never heard, knew myself. It's been a learning curve for me. So did you learn anything that surprised you when you wrote the book? I learned lots of things. Um, at the end of the Mediterranean, there's a tribe there I never heard of between Egypt and Israel kind of thing. Well, yeah, and um, they are allies of Rome. They've always been allies of Rome. I've never even heard of them. Interesting. Did you surprise yourself in any way as you wrote this book? Well, along that fact, there's so much I, I learned. I found out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, a book like this, I think that's exactly what would happen. As you started to unroll this time in history, all of a sudden, because you're delving into it in a different, deeper way, different things would present themselves that if you weren't doing that, you'd never see. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Um, Towards the end of the book, we come across a young, young woman called May. She comes from what is now the Philippines, but in those days, it's just a bundle of islands there. And she got kidnapped by uh, Chinese pirates. And eventually she escapes and manages to find the beaten the army in Jerusalem. And beat promises, I don't want to say too much here, I'm talking in the next book now, <laughs> manages to promise to take her back to her village, her family. So well, he, he is such a multifaceted character, and he's such a, a wonderful, heroic character. I really like him, and I love the dog. How could you not love this dog? I mean, he's wonderful. He does everything. I mean, he's just, he's almost a person. He's, he's such a great character. You did such a good job with him. Yeah, I like to think I've put a little bit of humor into the book now and then. If you notice it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really did. And I'm curious, because we're talking about all of this and it's it's sort of rolling. I'm curious about you. I'm curious about how you started writing. Writers start writing for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes, you know, it was an assignment in school and a teacher recognized that there was some spark and they encouraged the the student or the student just enjoyed it. And so they begin to write sort of secretly or sometimes an event happens in their lives and it's it's an event that's so important, either in a positive or a negative way, that they feel like they have to share that event with the world. 
And sometimes um, people just start to keep diaries, and that's the way that they start to write. How did you start to write? Sorry. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, at school, hmm, I didn't spend much time learning English. English was not my favorite subject, and my English isn't that great. But in recent years, now I've retired, I suddenly decided I've got much else to do now. I think I'll start writing a book because I can tell stories. So I started writing, I wrote two or three books earlier, and then I started, like Leon, I want to write a book about the dog and about history, and I just started writing. Um, my grammar isn't the greatest, but I've got an editor for that. That's right. <laughs> I tell, tell the story. How's your, how does your writing process work? I'm curious about that as well. I know that some writers will sit down and they will outline everything that's going to happen in the book so that when they write, it's almost like filling in the blanks for them. Other writers are what we here in the States called pantsers. That means they sit down at a computer and they start just typing away and the story is like a a movie that's in their head. And so they're sort of writing by the seat of their pants, as it were. That's where that that term comes from. What's your writing process? Is that what you do? You're a pantser? I have an idea of a story. I'll start at the beginning and just keep moving on. And this story goes on through three books. Tell me about the other two books. Tell me a little bit about the other two books after this one. Well, um, Leon 2, should they call it. It's called... He finishes... Leon finishes... Leon 1 finishes, get it right. Leon 1 finishes in Jerusalem. He's just completed the Emperor's Order, but he then decided to go further east into the Fatanoid Empire. These are Persians at one time or other, but they are called at this time Satanids. And he just keeps going from India, China, to the Philippines, and then returns back again. And in book three... He ends up going to North Africa and ends up in Britain with Tanya. So there's a long journey and a lot of historical facts and a lot of geography. And you also come across a lot of historical characters, both in China and in India. I just love the idea that you have carried this through three books. What's the age range? How old is Beat when we first meet him? I don't know. <laughs> Guess. How old do you think he would be? He's young enough. Oh, he, he's still helping his dad, but he's old enough that when a Roman... Um, a Roman oh, he was, yeah. he was 22, 22 when he started. Okay. Pete uh, was 22, yeah. So how, uh, much of his, how much of his life do we go through with book three? Um... Book three, he's married, he's got two children, twins. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he must be in his 30s by then, I suppose. Um, yeah. So we follow him from youth 
into his 30s and maybe his late 30s when he's got a family and he's settled down. And yep. you can see the change in the characters. You can see the change in him. He hasn't actually settled down because he's still with the army. Ah, but, okay, good. Uh, he has matured in himself. And I think the book changes a bit as well. The book's changes. There's a few more relationships going back and forth and a few more twists. I just love what you've done. I think that you have incorporated some really interesting characters. You're telling a really interesting story. You've set it in a time period that's interesting, and I think that anyone who sits down to read this will just they fall right in. I mean, it's you. You're such a good writer, and your your uh, prose is so visual that you bring the reader with you, so that I see the story that you're trying to tell in my mind. And I think that's really the mark of an excellent writer. We've talked about the books and talked about the books, so let's tell them, our listeners, where we can find it. Now it's on Amazon. If you've never bought a book on Amazon, let me tell you how to do it. It's very simple. If you've got, you will have a browser on your computer. Just type in www.amazon.com and the computer almost will take you there without doing anything. When you get to the home page of Amazon, look for a long, light, gray, sort of a rectangular blank space. In that blank space, here's the title of Sai's book. It's called Leon, L-E-O-N, The Warrior, W-A-R-R-I-O-R, Dog, colon, book one, by Cy, C-Y, Sansom, S-A-N-S-U-M. Put it in that little gray box, click on it, and the book comes right up, and you will be able to read a terrific example of size writing. There's an excerpt. If you look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see two words, look inside. If you'll put that little arrow from the cursor on those two words and click on it, the book will electronically open, and there is a list of the chapters and you get to to meet the characters that we've been talking about. And I will tell you this, when you read the excerpt and it stops, you will not want the excerpt to stop. You will want to know what's next. So you will want to buy a copy of the book. You can do it right there on that page with Amazon. And if you're one of those people who doesn't want to buy from Amazon because they're the, the giant bookseller right now, Cy, can't they find your book some other places. Yeah, and go on my website, www.cysansomauthor.com, or you can go to Author House and buy them from there as well. Excellent. Now, what else will they find if they go to your website? What else is on the website? Um, to be honest, not a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a little under construction. Leon II, Into the Saturn Empire and Beyond, should be out in July. Now that's and the... that will go on the website, and we'll have a picture there all about that as well. So Excellent. They're starting to build up. <laughs> Excellent. Now, you've, you've written two more, the Leon books, and we talked about those, but... 
you're also, I think, starting on a brand new project, a brand new trilogy. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, dogs, uh, I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> one way or the other, and you'll have to find out later in the books, they end up, the Beat, uh, Leon, and all the rest of it, and the army, end up in Canada. Well, what is now in Canada? And then it was in 320 AD, it was whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they then, well, they've landed in a new world, basically, and they have to kind of find their way. But they've got horses, which, of course, the inhabitants at the time wouldn't have. And they got iron weapons where the inhabitants were using shells and whatever. Um, but they will go down through Canada into the United States and eventually go back to the east coast, build more ships and sail back to Rome. Wow. But so... I'm, still in, I'm still in Canada at the moment. <laughs> and it's very cold. <laughs> yes, I couldn't but, agree more. I'm waiting for winter to come. <laughs> oh, dear. Not my favorite time. Not my favorite time of year. Cy, this has just been such a pleasure to talk with you. You have done such a terrific job with this book, and I always like to let an author have the last word with our listeners about their book. We've talked about so many different things. I can't imagine anyone who is hearing this interview that would not go out and buy a copy of Leon the Warrior Dog. It's just a terrific book, and there are so many ways that you could use this book. Not only that, you could just enjoy it. When the the listener becomes a reader and they do purchase a copy of the book and they sit down and they read the book, maybe cover to cover, and they come to that last page and they read the last page and they finish and they close the back cover for the last time. Is there a message? Is there something you want them to take away from that book other than the fact that it's just been a great story, a great adventure, uh, man and dog and battle and just fun read? Is there something else you want them to take away? If there's not, there's not. Well, the book finishes off with um, capturing, recapturing Rome and taking over Rome for uh, Jerusalem. We're talking about it's recapturing Jerusalem for the Roman Empire, and then he decides to move east instead of go back to Rome. He goes east, and the last line is, "Okay, men, forward march." Wow. <laughs> You're terrible. You've pulled us right in so that we have to get book two, don't we? <laughs> I love it. Cy, I can't thank you enough for being my guest today on Books on Air. It's just been such a pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck with the book. You're a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks, Susan. Remember... You can find Leon the Warrior Dog Book One on Amazon, on the Author House website, and on Size website. You've been listening 
to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, as well as Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I really hope that you'll join me for our next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.